Hello and welcome to the Villa Talks podcast. I think that works. That, uh, that looked very, yeah. pro- that looked very professional, mate. Excellent. We know what we're doing. I've ever live streamed on YouTube. Uh, it's our 100th episode. We have turned 100. We finally reached the milestone. And I am back with the crew, the whole crew, past and present. We've got Carl, Sam and AJ. And we've also got Jugsy and Chadzy with us. Armour. Yes. You could have put, put Jugsy down, Armour, as your name. No one knows yeah. you as Armour. <laughs> trying to be professional to be fair yeah yeah, yeah. professional podcaster can't I can't even see my name put the banner oh, over me oh yeah yeah don't worry when sam goes when sam goes you'll be fine mate don't worry yeah Look, I, can, we'll I, can even, I can even make you uh with this i can make you a solo layout i can focus everything on you when aj when you speak no so, we don't need to do that mate not necessarily uh, how's everyone doing well good good, good. thanks thank you Adam. congratulations Holmes, on your 100th episode outstanding effort mate Okay, yeah. congratulations to all of you, yeah. all of you, mate. We've all been uh, stalwarts in, uh, in the Villa Talks podcast. I've even nicked my daughter's birthday balloons as well. Ignore the seven. Could have, but, yeah, I was going to say, you could have moved the seven. Yeah. John, John, John McGinn isn't making a special appearance. Um, um, yeah. Can I just point out, though, as the stats man, it's actually 100.5, isn't it? So Yeah, shh, don't tell Yaro. Yaro couldn't make yeah. it because I, did, I didn't want him to cause controversy by having him in. Uh, but yeah, it's 100.5 forget about that but yeah um this episode so it's going to do we're going to do things slightly differently so we are going to we're going to touch on the Leeds game we're going to talk about that uh maybe look at a little bit ahead to the the forest game as well especially because chadzy jugsy and i will go into it um, oh so yeah very nice chat, yeah you can chat about nice, that yeah um and but the bulk of the show will be the big fat villa talks quiz so um sam's going to stick around for the talk first 15 20 minutes or so and then we're going to pair off and then Chadzi and Jugsy are gonna are gonna join forces. Think of a team name if you can. Uh, and Carl and AJ are gonna join forces. And it's gonna be the big quiz. I've 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 already twenty questions, including a bit oh. of uh, a bit of a bit of a guess who as well. So uh, <clears throat> hopefully, what's Chadzi, the prize? Uh, the prize is the Villa Talks uh, podcast big quiz trophy. I'll get him. Sounded, sounded like you made that up on the fly then. I've just yeah. made that up on the fly. Yeah, yeah. I'll get something similar to the Peace Peace Cup. I think it'll be, you know, something that I was hoping for. I was hoping for a cash prize, to be honest. Um, not not that I expect to win, but if you know, I'd be more motivated by a cash prize. Yeah. Okay. Well. Well. Yeah. We'll see. See how it goes. See how many viewers we get. Amazon uh, voucher, maybe. Something. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Just, yeah. You know. Maybe. Maybe a new mic. Maybe that because I've got a spare mic lying around somewhere. Um, so shall we, uh, shall we begin? Yeah. This is really weird for me. It's like my ex meeting my current wife. I was going to say, it's one of those things where you get your like different groups of mates together and it's all a bit like, you're the only common denominator and everyone else. Although we've had, ch- we, had, we, we, had Chad- <laughs> <laughs> we did have Chadzi back on though, didn't we? We did. Yeah. Yeah. It's not my stag. I, I wasn't on that one. So I, I'm a complete stranger at the, at the minute. No, Carl, it's just me and Chadzi, I think. Chadzi, uh, Jugsy, meet Carl, meet Sam. Hi up. Fellow Levingtonians, always got the fans meeting. Yeah. Right, let's talk. Let's talk. Yeah, um, to be fair, I've turned into a big fan, a big fan of the podcast. Um, I think it's gone from strength to strength since uh, me and Chads are no longer involved. I think we were there with thereabouts when we were involved as, as, as a Villa podcast. But I think the guys have stepped up. I think they really brought in and uh, look, look at you in the eye, Omar, to uh, take it to the next level. 
Cheers, I cheers. disagree. I think it's gone. I think it's gone downhill. <laughs> it's it's on, far too far too negative. I was for expecting more boosts. Yeah, it must be bad if Chadzi's gone negative. We must have really destroyed it. Listen to one in four. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, sounds like our wingers. Um, right, I don't know where to start. This is really weird. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. It, there's, been, there's been a bit of a clamour though. To be fair, to get Jugsy and Chadzi back back on uh, on the on the match. Lewis, match perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you start with them then, mate? Why don't you start yeah, with them no, with a bit of a analysis we'll start, of the Leeds game, like we'll, the old we'll, days? Yeah, no, what we'll do is we'll, we'll start with uh, we'll start with Chadzi, uh, and then we'll go on to Jugs. Chadzi, just give us your sort of general thoughts for where you think Villa are at the moment. Um, how you're feeling? Uh, you're, we're always come to you for a bit of positivity normally, so I'm hoping you've got something in your locker there for us because we're I think pretty much all of us are pretty down at the moment about Villa. Yeah, I listened to the pod last week, joking aside, and I thought it was a pretty fair reflection from you lads on the current state, very balanced. You know, I'd be denying if I said there was a huge amount of evidence of positivity in terms of what we're doing. Um, you know, eight points from eight games, not creating a lot, not scoring a lot, not exciting to, to watch. So, yeah, it's not it's not very positive, I think. You know, the last couple of games have been a bit better. Um, a couple of clean sheets. Southampton wasn't the most entertaining game, but I'd, if we won every game 1-0 like that, I'd snap your hands off. So I would never get after a team for, for winning 1-0 when they needed to go and get a result. And I was there on Sunday at Ellen Road. And, I, you know, following the game after and following some of the post-match reaction on social media and things, I, I felt like I was at a different game from a lot of people because... You know, we, we could have and should have won that game 3-0 if, if the players had taken their chances. So, I think, you know, any game you can say he could have made better subs and he could have done this, he could have done that. At the end of the day, we probably should have won that game 2 or 3-0 and he was let down by individuals in key moments. And I think if you win that game 2-0, we're all going into this weekend in, in a bit more of a positive shape. Um Yes, we were playing against 10 men and you say you've got to go and get that result. But I, I think we did more than enough to win that game. Being there, it felt like we were creating a lot of chances. We were um, positive, we were on the front foot and some of the reaction after I felt was totally totally unnecessarily sort of negative against Gerard. Um, but yeah, let, let's be honest, it hasn't been good and he has had coming up to probably a year in the job now. But I will always be somebody that thinks the manager needs time. And I don't think a year is long enough. He's had key injuries to the players he signed in the summer. And if, if we get rid of the manager or we change now, you, you're going to look for a long-term manager, a project manager. But I think that's what we've got. And I think as a fan, I, I'm pretty sure Perslow's not going to sack Gerard anytime soon. Perslow's job is on the line. Gerard's not going anywhere. So I think as a fan and as a fan base, we need to get behind him because... The negativity does creep into the stadium. The energy at Villa Park does affect performances. And I think when there's where there's positives to cling on to, as a fan base, we've got to go and get after them, not just sit here waiting for Gerard to go, because then it is going to be a pretty miserable season. We've got good enough players. We can turn the season around. If he, if he does find the right formula and we keep keeping clean sheets, then you never know. We can, we can go on a bit of a run. So I will always back the manager. I'll always try and find the positives. And I think... We've got to accept Gerard's not going anywhere. So we may as well go and try and 
get some positive energy back amongst the club and, and stop sort of um, worrying about things that are out of our control, really. Yeah, yeah, and no, I think uh, I think those all all fair comments. Jugsy, where where do you stand right now? Yeah, I think it's uh, been quite a frustrated frustrated period of of time being being a Villa fan, and obviously we've had a bit of bad luck with injuries and the summer signings being injured, um, which you can't really plan for. But what I feel, and I think where my frustration lies is is with with Gerard. Really, I feel like there's no positive signs of improvement, and he's stubborn and quite set in his ways. The formation hasn't really worked. hasn't didn't work back end of last season. Not really working this season. We're not really creating chances. And yet, fair enough, he's made us a bit more solid and we look a bit more better defensively. But eight points from eight games is not a great start considering the games we've played and the teams we've played against. So we've played obviously Man City and Arsenal. Uh, outside of that, we've played lower half teams. So I think frustrate, frustrated as a Villa fan, and I feel a bit I wouldn't say disinterested, but. Before, under the Smith era, um, every game I was invested. I felt part of the team, part of the club. And there was a big build-up to every match. And we felt like there was something on the line. And, and the players fought for every point, And we, we as fans, sort of backed him. And I think Chad's is right. In, in, we can't just give up because Gerard's not going to go overnight. It's, it's not going to happen. So we just need to maybe step up as a fan base and, and think, look, try and back the players. They've shown signs of improvement, uh, but it's up to the manager now to think, what's the best way of, of playing, really? What can what can I get? What What's the best I can get out of this team? And I think stubborn with the formation, it's not worked. Coutinho's played every game pretty much this season and he's been hot and cold, really. So why not give Buendia a chance? And I think the most frustrating thing is the recruitment has led to us being restricted in the formations and, the, and our playing style. Um, so I think he's really hindered himself by not recruiting an out-and-out left winger. Obviously, Ismail Asar deal, I'm not sure what went on with that and no one really knows. But while that was left quite late in the window, why have we not planned for a plan B or a plan C? Because it's quite evident, even last season, that this formation wasn't working with the inverted number eights, dropping into full-backs and the full-backs attacking. Um, and... It's an unfor- well, it's an unforgiving league, isn't it? Every team's competitive. Every team's signing players. Uh, got a high caliber uh, squad, um, so we, we need to improve and show some improvement. But I'm just not seeing it. And it would be different if we were giving some of the youngsters a chance. We're not even doing that. So it's, it's frustrating, I would say. Sam, a lot, a lot to go through there. You know, uh, I think individually, uh, as, as Chad has said, looking at the Leeds game, I think in terms of what we did in that game. Uh, I think if you take away what's happened before, you know, I think performance-wise, it wasn't terrible. Um, I, I tweeted myself in the first half, I thought we performed pretty well, but maybe that was me with my low expectations, given what we've seen before. But we did create enough chances there to win the game. You know, XG was over two, for example. Uh, but but what, looking at, at it wider then, you know, do you, do you think we are improving? Do you think, can you see any any hope for us at all with, with Gerard at the helm? Or do you think it's the same old problems time and time again? I mean, we've had Michael Heaney there making a comment about, you know, outverted central mids, inverted wingers, uh, converting number 10s, you know, subverted wing backs. You know, what, what's your what's your thoughts on it in terms of the short term and, and us being a bit more solid at the back, but then longer term in terms of developing playing style and moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I think you can talk about patterns and, and setups and you can talk about individuals. Um, I think that Gerard's done the right thing in making us more solid, you know, closing those gaps between the players. I think as as Jugsy said, I think that the um the the inverted eights 
leaving us wide open in the middle of the park. You know, that might have worked in Scotland. It's clearly not working here. And in fairness, Gerard's adapted. He's not carrying on with that experiment. I mean, you wonder whether Gerard really does believe that that could work if he has the right personnel. But, you know, <clears throat> if you could get the sort of players that are never going to lose the ball so that you're not as exposed so often in a game, then, yeah, maybe it will work. But I don't see on our budget in the near future or the medium term that happening. So I'm, I'm quite pleased that he's made us more solid again. Um, and I, I totally agree um, with Chatty in the respect that, yeah, you know, um, if Gerard, sorry, if uh, Coutinho slams that one in when he's, you know, that volley, um, then you're saying, OK, Coutinho's feeling his way back into some good performances. He played pretty well against Southampton. He volleys one into the top corner. It looks like a worldie against Leeds. He probably goes on and has a good game. These are the margins, right? And when Gerard talks about, um, you know, special players doing special things, that was a very there were millimetres away from a seeing something like that. But I do think that that would kind of, you know, probably mask a, a, a general um, feeling that, you know, we just seem to be a little bit dull to watch. And even though against, you know, even though under Smith we were, uh, you know, we didn't probably have the players that we have now, and I accept injuries. I just felt that we looked a bit more creative, even with the likes of El Ghazi in the team. We just look more creative than we do now. And that's a real shame. And I think that when people have paid so much and have got such high expectations, turning up to watch a sort of turgid brand of football is difficult, even if it is practical with the injury at the moment. The, my final comment would be that, you know, Chadzi said that Gerard's got to find the right formula. And yeah, well, I suppose that's true, but it seems like a little bit random, like he's feeling around in the dark. Maybe he'll just manage to put the right pieces together when actually... You know, most people that are watching are looking at, you know, Buendia sitting on the bench, coming on and showing a bit of imagination and unpicking the the, uh, the defence and thinking, we've got a fantastic player here and apparently you don't think he's part of the formula. And I, and I think that, I, I wonder how long that situation can persist before people start getting really seriously frustrated, even more frustrated than they are now. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think again, fair comments and, um, you know, there's, you know, I think a lot of fans feel the same way. I've looked at the comments, obviously been on other podcasts, and I think most fans feel the same way. They're they're pretty they're they're pretty annoyed, frustrated with what's going on, uh, and there's a real lack of hope, I suppose, more than anything else, in terms of where we go from here. Um, AJ um, Gerard again in the post match comments, uh, digging out players, maybe I suppose you could say. But talking about how um, you know he criticised the defenders in the Arsenal game, then he has to criticise the attackers in this game. Um, obviously, pointing to to Ollie Watkins, I think in the in the main, given the missed chances. I mean, I, I mean, in terms of the game itself, obviously, you know, we, we play we played a certain we're playing a certain style at the moment to get results, and we did create enough chances. Do you think it is there fair comments to make post the game, or, or do you think again it, it points to a lack of? Um, sort of experience in the ma in managing players and you know what happens after the game, etc. Um, I think there's two separate issues there. I, I think I think he's right. I think he's right that you know, um, and Chad's is right. We should have won that game on the basis of the chances that we that we had in that in that game. I think that also does paper over the cracks in a little bit in in the sense that you know there should have been no question of you know a couple of missed chances costing us that game because you know they were down to 10 men for 40 minutes they're not a great side at the moment better at home admittedly but but I, you know I did, there's, there's no doubt that 
Um, I mean, was it an XG of two or 1.5 or whatever? Depends which of the figures you look at. But on FB ref, which we normally look at, it was 1.5 XG and Ollie Watkins had 0.8 of that. So he had more than half of our chances and absolutely he should, he should have taken one of the chances, one of the chances that he had. Now, if and how you go about making that point in public is a, is, is a different question. And that's what we've talked about with... Gerard in the past, and, and I think one of the concerns is he comes across as arrogant in his post-match interviews and in terms of, you know, connecting with him and in terms of, um, uh, yeah, and, and it was kind of all right. He was arrogant as a player as well, but it was fine because he could back it up on the pitch. But at the moment, he's not backing it up as a manager. So it, it just, you know, it, it just puts people off, I think. Um, and, and I think it, 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 it's also... In, in the specific case of that of the Leeds game, Watkins should have taken at least one of his chances and we should have we should have won the game. And, and that is fair to say. In the context of the season overall, yeah, Watkins has only scored once, but his total XG for the whole season is only is only two. So in the in the league. So it's not like we're creating loads of chances. And you know, this I, I thought like let's have a let's have a little look at Erling Haaland, who's the absolute peak in the league, peak in the world, probably. Maybe Lewandowski's got a shout, but otherwise he's peak as well. Haaland this season has got 14 goals from an XG of 8.4, which is ridiculous, right? That's like for every goal of XG, he's getting an extra two-thirds of <laughs> two-thirds of a goal, which is ridiculous. But if on that basis, on that ratio, a ratio of 1.66. If you gave him all of the identical chances that Watkins had, he'd still only have three or four goals this season, Watkins. Now, you know, it's not an exact comparison because obviously ha- Haaland's movement is ridiculous and all of that. So, you know, if Haaland was in our team, he'd have more than two XG, uh, even allowing for all of the rest of the team being exactly the same. But just if you're purely looking at the basis of, uh, on finishing, which is what Watkins is being criticised on, even if he was the best finisher in the world for the chances that he's had, he'd only had three or four goals this season. So the, the fundamental problem is not our finishing as much as it cost us three points in the Leeds game. The fundamental problem is our inability to create chances. And that is consistent regardless of what Gerard says about, I'm going to open up the team and be a bit more creative. Oh, I did that too soon. Well, we weren't creating anything in those games either. So, you know, there is... It, it, feels like he has no ability to coach attacking patterns of play, or at least he hasn't shown that yet. You know, maybe Chad's is right and give him another few months or whatever and we, we get that. Uh, but at the moment, he has never consistently created attacking patterns of play that are effective with the players that we've got. What he has been able to do is make us really good shit houses that don't concede goals uh, and that time waste effectively and that are pretty nasty and all that sort of stuff. Uh, niggly fouls here and there. But, you know, you could get Tony Pullis in to do that. Um, that's not that's not what we need if we want to finish in the top half of the league. And, and I think, you know, it's a massive game now against Forest. Like, they're, they're in trouble. Cooper's under pressure. But, you know, if you don't go to Forest and get a result given the situation that they're in, uh, as much as I think Chazzy's right, and we we might we might be you know pushing it to think he's going to get sacked, he probably you know he, he should be on the brink if he if he if we lose that game, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, and what are your thoughts on that in terms of the looking just looking quickly ahead to the Forest game, the massive game. Obviously, Steve Cooper under pressure. Uh, it looks like he's staying on. We're not looking at a potential new manager bounce that we all 
love to hate. Um, looks like he'll be in charge. Uh, they've obviously just lost massively to uh, lost badly to sorry uh, last week, and uh, we're coming up obviously not in great form, but still five five points from three games. It's not not terrible really when you look at it. Um, what are you expecting from that game? Um, I have, I have to say, uh, as much as I was only sort of half watching the um, Leeds game, just I, I've never been so kind of bored or in, uninterested in a Villa team that I'm having my whole life supporting us, which is is quite sad. Um, but having said that, every time I was watching, we did seem to we did seem to be. We look better than we have for the majority of this season in in that game. However, we were playing ten men and for the majority of the game, and um, we still we still never really created hatfuls of chances. We we created some half chances, and the Coutinho one could have gone in, but that was would have been a a worldie. Um, I, I think. If we don't, if we don't come away with at least a draw on Monday, hmm. I can't see how he stays as our manager. I, I, I know, uh, I, I, I kind of, I see what Chad is saying. Um, I know it's Perslow's project, and I know Perslow will be in. You know, he's essentially um, critiquing himself um, negatively, isn't he? If he if he sacks Gerard, but I just, I just can't see how after Forest have been wallops um how we can go there i mean i think if you get to draw it's fine we'll just we'll just sort of carry on um trundling along um i want to feel more positive it i i'm not someone who just wants to get rid of managers like i didn't i didn't think dean smith should have been anywhere near um leaving and he was going through a rotten uh period of form i, I want to feel more positive about it but um i don't I don't, and I think I, I, I think um, I, I think the writing's on the wall, and I don't think he'll be here um, after the World Cup. Chadzi Perslow, uh, I don't know if you saw the Villa Trust uh, stuff that came out. It seemed pretty pretty determined that Villa were on the right path, uh, that we were a work in progress, that they had belief in Gerard, and you know he mentioned something about it takes fifteen years to create a football identity and all these different things, but very much looking at longer term. And uh, it did mention, obviously, that, that they didn't see the Bournemouth result coming, but that they still had full faith in Gerard and, and this was a long-term project. Do you, I mean, how, how, do you think there is pressure internally? And then take out the noise from the fans and take out what happens on social media, etc. Do you think there is pressure internally on, on Gerard, And do you expect the owners to be looking elsewhere? or And, and do you think, to Carl's point, that if we are to draw or lose the game against Forest on Monday, then... Then he, Only lose. No, if we draw, if we draw, I think he'll stay. If we lose, oh, sorry. Uh, sure. and yeah. also, uh, I think the question, sorry, Omar, is is there pressure on Gerard and Perslow? Because I think now yeah. they're intertwined, yeah. and that's what it comes down to. Yeah, 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 which is fair comment. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think that is the key point, isn't it? Pressure on the manager means pressure on the CEO, and I think any well-run football club, and there's a debate on whether we are a well-run football club, but any well-run football club always knows who their next manager is going to be no matter whether they're in good form or bad form. You know, Brighton had Deserby lined up probably before Potter even was talked about as, as the Chelsea manager. And I know we talk about them as the model sometimes, but that it is an interesting question. Your external PR is often very different to what's going on internally. Um, Perslow might be saying that, but behind the scenes, he might be getting hammered from the owners to say, 
who's this bloke you've appointed, you, you know, you've got a month or two or else your neck's on the line and his, his neck's on the line. My biggest worry with the whole situation and the sort of, um, not negativity, but sort of malaise around the club at the minute is that before you know it, the owners just give up and lose interest. And like a lot of football clubs, the whole thing is built on a completely unsustainable model of two foreign people who don't love the club at all. And, you know, can, they can say what they want, but it's, it's a toy for them. And if we have another season of sort of disinteresting football and we don't challenge and we don't improve, then, you know, before you know it, they're selling the club, they're withdrawing their investment and we've got another Dr. Tony. So that's my biggest concern that if there's any stagnation and any sort of um, hint of decline, then we, we could find ourselves in serious trouble again as a club because it's built on built on a completely unsustainable model of those two guys just continually pumping in money. And f to what end? You know, they might put another 100 million in January. Are we ever going to break the top eight? That's a, that's a different debate. And that's kind of what I think is the debate around sacking Gerrard. If you get rid of him and bring someone else in, you might finish one or two places higher, maybe. You might finish three places higher, but to what end? This time next year, are we going to be looking for someone else? What is the magic bullet? What are we looking for? And I know the argument will be, well, at least entertaining football and at least creating chances, which is completely fair. And all the points around what everyone said about football, I'm, I'm not a Gerard apologist and I'm not I'm not backing him to the hilt by any, by any stretch of the imagination. I've been to these games myself. I've been to tears as much as everyone else so I'm not I'm not presenting a really positive argument in support of Gerard I'm just I'm just questioning whether there is a like you say Omar a, a clamor internally as much as there is externally to make changes and I, I don't think there is therefore we've got to try and find a way as a fan base and as a and as a management team to give them time to turn it around yeah, and um, I think I think that's something we we just we just don't know, do we? Let's be honest. We we have no inside intel into what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, we can talk I'm about sorry, just what... on that point. Just on that point, if we did sack him tomorrow, I wouldn't be disappointed. You know, I, I you know I, I would be thinking right here we go. Let's get someone in. Let's get galvanised and get everyone behind him again. So, like I said, I'm I'm not sort of apologising for Gerald at all. I think <laughs> I just think it's that we're we're in that middle pattern where. You either go one way or the other, and I think I'd I'd rather just get behind him whilst he's here. On on that sustainability point, though, Chadzi, I feel like Gerard. I assume it's Gerard that's that's driven the change in transfer policy since he's he's come in. Arguably, he's come in and made that sustainability situation worse because it felt like we were on a track where you know we we're trying to sell young sign young players with resale value and all of that and he's in a hurry to get on and move the club forward and you know we've signed Coutinho we've signed Dean we've signed um uh Ings we signed all these players recently that we spent big fees on and we're not going to get or, or big fees or big wages and we're not going to get resale value for Coutinho obviously he's He's nailed his colours to the mast on Coutinho. He's staying in the side. It's whatever it is, 19 or 20 games now with one goal involvement. Uh, you know, we, we've our, our XG, only only Bournemouth have generated less XG than us. If you're telling me we've got the second worst uh, set of attackers in the in the in the league, then it's ridiculous. And, and so I just feel like on that on that question of the sustainability of the club uh, and also still Perslow's relationship with, with Gerard. 
I feel like Gerard has come in and dictated a change in transfer policy. Uh, and Perslow's gone along with it. And I don't know how Langer feels about it, but it's certainly not the approach that he had in his previous in his previous job. Um, and, and to me, that puts more pressure on Gerard to achieve in the short term. If he'd stuck to a plan that was like build gradually around young players with resale value and all of that sort of stuff, then fine. But he's obviously gone, no, we can push top eight if we sign these players. Uh, you know, that, that has to be the argument that he's made. Uh, and it's made us worse. Like, I, I mean... He, even when Gerard first came in and he didn't have all of those players, it's since the since the January when he's brought in particularly Coutinho, but also Dean to an extent, and he's he's tried to leverage those players that he's brought in. It, it's actually made us worse. And and Sam mentioned, you know, Traore and um, uh, El Ghazi between them under Smith had a season where between them they have they got over twenty goal involvements or something like between the two of them. And and what have we got? What have we got now, crazy? So. I just feel like um, he's made a rod for his own back. He's not. He's not delivering. Uh, he's he's influenced the transfer policy in a way that puts the club at greater risk. Um, and that would all be fine if it delivered on the pitch. Um, and maybe he needs more time to do that. All all of that. Um, but currently. Uh, it's hard to make an argument in favour of Gerard continuing, particularly if we don't get a result on Monday. That, that's that's where I am. Look, look at looking wider than Sam. Um, in terms of not just Gerard but Perslow, you know, which AJ raised earlier. Uh, in terms of the the overall, you know, end of the day, he's the C, he's the CEO. He's in charge of footballing decisions. Uh, whether you agree with that or not, it doesn't seem like Johan Lange is actually what we call a more traditional footballing or sporting director, a bit like, you know, maybe if you watch the Arsenal documentary like Edu is, for example, where it's quite obvious he's in charge of the footballing decisions. It seems like Perzla has a very much a, a key hand in, in everything we do football-wise and commercial-wise. Do you think there's there's an issue there wider in terms of our recruitment, what we've done there, AJ is talking about there, trying to get immediate mm. results with the players? Um, you know, is how much influence <clears throat> is Johan Lange having in reality? Uh, and then obviously the, the, the talk now about the yeah, one in, one out transfer strategy as well in terms of maybe trimming the squad or being a bit more careful with how we spend money. Uh, yeah. Do you think, do you think that points to maybe the owners losing interest or going back to um, Chazzy's point about sustainability moving forward? I think I totally agree with uh, what Chazzy said on that. I think that, you know, if they say we're going to essentially want to balance the, book, the transfer books going forward, well, I think that's fair enough. Um, you know, you got 100 million from Grealish. You, you spent it on some... Wendy is a very, very good player. I can see why they bought Ings, um, thinking that it'd bring in some goals, although obviously the, there was a conundrum around Watkins, but I can see why they did it. It wouldn't have been my decision. Um, I think I think the problem really is that when, um, you know, when Gerard says, and obviously Perslow uh, backs him, that he wants to uh, bring in some older players who, and winners, I want to I want to change the age profile of the squad, I want to bring in some winners. I have to say, I can't lie. I thought, well, yeah, that's a really that's that's what we should be doing. Um, you know, we need to bring in some proven quality, and if we've got to pay high wages for that, then that's what we do. The problem is that none of the signings have worked out, partly through injury. Coutinho was always going to be a gamble. It looked like a masterstroke at the start. I'm still optimistic and hopeful that if he can get a bit more fitness in his legs and build on the last couple of of uh, performances that he can do well. You know, I, I totally thought that, that Langer and, um, not, sorry, Perslow and Gerard were, were on the right track. It just hasn't gone well. And I wonder whether that's 
down to Gerard's inability to coach coach the team, uh, and whether Michael Beale was actually having a much bigger role in that and, and in those early results than, than we think, um, or whether you know, and, and if that is the case, then you might think that we don't need to go crazy with transfers in the summer. But what we do need is somebody who can come in and and, and, co- and coach them better and, and get more of a tune out of them. Um, yeah, and I, I, so I, I think that the you know Perslow and Gerard have, have nailed their colours to a particular mast, and for lots of reasons, certainly including Gerard's shortcomings as a coach. Um, you know, you might even argue that's the primary short problem. It's not worked, um, and you know, if we have to change direction, then uh, with a new coach, I, I do wonder whether there'll be a lot of money for new signings. I I, anticipate, I, I expect that there wouldn't be. I suspect that. A new coach would 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 be given the squad and say, right, you know, if you want to if you want to sell Buendia, if you want to sell Ings, whatever money you can bring in, you can you can use to strengthen the squad. But I I just don't see um, a massive new investment from the owners, and I don't begrudge them that they they saved us. We were in a dire situation. We we had some good times. They've put in a lot of money. I think I think that you know I can see why they wouldn't want to put a load more in. I know that also I don't think it's needed. The squad is no. better than our position in the league. It's better than our position yeah. in the league. And it no, was last I, season. Totally... Finish we were better as a squad than 14th in the league last season. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And uh, you know, you get another five or six points, you you're certainly top half, aren't you? And that, that is the difference between you know finishing 14th and getting that top those top 10 places. And I think that's why that's the concern for me, I suppose. Um, and I know I haven't really talked about my my opinion of this, but I think if you look at it in the last three games, I've definitely seen an improvement in terms of defensive structure. And obviously I understand it's more of a necessity rather than a long-term aim. You know, it's, it's mainly to save, save uh, Gerard's job, I imagine. Uh, but what is that coming from? <laughs> Sam? <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> always Sam, isn't it? Like, <laughs> always Sam. Sure. Uh, Sam's all right now. Yeah. I think, um, you know, if you look at it in terms of who we've played in the context of when we've played them in terms of the team. So West Ham, for example, really struggling. Uh, Everton, when we played them, really struggling. Southampton, when we played them, really struggling. Uh, Leeds, when we played them, really struggling. You know, if you look at it, eight points from eight games, it's, you know, it's on the face of it, it's, re- it's almost relegation form. And, and that is the concern. It, it is relevant. It is relegation form. It's not always relegation form. Because we're like, we're, we're, we've had the second easiest run, if you look at it. I posted yeah, it on yeah. Twitter. Uh, and know, the, 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 the 19 ga- last 19 games we've played under Gerrard, we're five points worse off than the last 19 games at Smith. Yeah. Which, again, going back to my point about five points, you know, I guess you're top 10. Uh, that, that, that's the difference. Um but let, let's look quickly look ahead to the Forest game before we move on to sort of the quiz. And, and what I like to do, because this is our 100th episode, I like to sort of look back since we started the, uh, the pod and just some of, the, like, some of your favourite moments as well whilst whilst we do the quiz. So I don't I don't want it to be too negative of a pod. But, you know, I understand you know, everyone's down and I, I think the Forest game's key. You know, you win that game, you see a, a certain style of play, then maybe you hope that that, that breeze, uh, sort of, you know, goes on and brings forward a, a style of play and to the next game and we sort of, Get that momentum going, and we we suddenly find find our feet because we have, like they just said, we have the players. But looking at the Forest game, then uh, Carl, just quickly, what uh, what what do you see? What do you see happening? You know, how do you see us uh, lining up? Obviously, we've got a few injuries. Looks like Leon Bailey may be injured. 
uh, is is Buendia going to play or is he going to try and play actually young right wing? You know, what, what's going to happen? Uh, the fullback position, obviously, looks like Matty Cash is back as well, which is good news. Um, how do you see it going? Well, he's not going to be able to play Ashley Young anywhere other than left back, is he? All our no. all our four hundred left backs are, are injured or out on loan somewhere. Um, so I think you'll have a Conta Mings, um, uh, Ashley Young left back, Matty Cash if he's back right back. If Matty Cash isn't back, uh, Chambers, but he's a, he's got a knock as well, hasn't he? I don't yeah. know. We'll we'll find someone to play right back. It doesn't matter. We'll just, we'll. Put McGinn there. He's played there often enough this season, as it is. Concert, concert could play right back. Concert on could play yeah. there. Yeah. Bednarak yeah. centre back. Yeah. Bednarak centre back. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then I, I hope, I hope he plays Buendia. Um. And I kind of, I, I thought Coutinho, had, Coutinho had one of his better uh, games of the season against Leeds. Um. So finally, Gerard's got an excuse to to keep him in the team. Um. I don't know. Um. Watkins, he might drop Watkins. I mean, he's he slagged him off, so he, he might drop him. He might um, put Ings in it. Is Ings fit? Who knows? I, I don't know. Um, I've got a feeling, though. Here we go. I've got a feeling we're going to see a team that has been struggling for form, or their players are going to finally click, and um, we're going to see Forrest beat us about 3 0. Uh, or they'll play 11 players that haven't even started this season. They'll all suddenly click. Uh, Steve Cooper will have had the best week in training he's ever had in his life. And they'll absolutely hammer us. <laughs> Chads, be a positivity, please. <laughs> uh, another clean sheet. 2-0 uh, win. Positive performance. Gerard and the players coming out to the away end. Jugsy with his top off, swinging it around his head. <laughs> And uh, the club on the rise again. And it's the turning point for everything. And we look back on this podcast when we're doing our 200th episode and Gerard's just won Manager of the Month for the third month on the trot. And we're planning our, tr- we're planning our trip to Rapid Vienna for the Europa League qualifying round. Uh, we'll oh, well, welcome back, Chadzi. That was beautiful, yeah. mate. That yeah, was absolutely. really beautiful. That's exa- exactly what this pod needed. Exactly. That's what we needed, yeah. Jugsy, I, I thought Carl was the only one drinking, by the way. What's that? I said I thought Carl was the only one drinking. <laughs> I look, Jugsy, looking forward to going to the Forest Ground. I've, 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 I lived in Nottingham for for a while, but I've never actually been to the Forest Ground. So I'm looking forward to. Are you, are you looking forward to the game? Yeah, I'm buzzing for it to be honest. Um, yeah, I think there's a bit of a mutual respect between Forest fans and Villa fans. I think we've had a few players play for both teams, so yeah, looking forward to it. And it's a massive game. For both clubs, really, I think they're going to be up for it. But I'm feeling quite positive. I think, I think formation-wise, I think I've got a feeling um, Brendier will be on the on the bench and he'll play Ings and Watkins. I know he's tried to use that formation mainly at home, and it's actually worked in in a few games against lower lower opposition. But yeah, I think um, I think that's probably the way to go forward. I think yeah, Watkins um, is, is good away from home. He's a good target man, and I think Ings playing off him. Um, we need to try and get some more attacking threat and we need goals in the team. So I think Ings is your best best person for that, really. I think he's, he's got to play. I think Watkins will, will keep his place in the side for another game. Uh, I think his strengths are that we can go long. I know we're not really building up play at the minute, so the plan A is to, to hit Watkins long. So it looks like he'll be in the team. And uh, yeah, it's a big game and I'm feeling pretty positive. I think the fans will get behind the players for sure. Um, obviously, I think... The midfield, um, in terms of 
Ramsey McGinn, I think they looked better, a bit better uh, against Leeds. I thought Ramsey had a really good game as well. So I think there's a bit more to come from them. Dougie's obviously, I think, helped as well because he can pass through the lines. And I think his sort of um, passing and on, on the ball uh, abilities may actually be a positive for us. I know Kamara does a lot off the ball and is great defensively, but having Dougie in there just makes us slightly more adaptable in terms of uh, how, how we attack. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's all fair points. And uh, I'm pretty positive, to be honest. Uh, AJ, I don't know about you, but I know Carl was sort of saying it in jest, and so I suppose so was Chaz in some, some respects. But I think um, I just fancy us. I don't know why. I, find, I know, without Maybe without Leon Bailey, I think maybe we're lacking a bit of pace there. But I just think Forrest are all over the shop. I, I, I just don't see how Forrest is suddenly going to click uh, after what I saw last week where their players are still finding their feet. They're, you know, I think maybe near... Maybe after Christmas and January time, maybe they'll they'll start clicking then when they get a bit more time. But I don't know. I just I just fancy it. I think I think I don't think it's going to be like a, a classic performance or anything like that. I think it's just going to be a hard fought win. But I, I think I think we can win. We definitely can win because Forest are, are poor if they continue their current form. I mean, I, I think they're in a different position manager wise. I, I wouldn't be surprised given their ownership if they get rid of Cooper. But given the way he turned their season around last last season, you know, he's he's shown his ability to get a group of players that are performing together and playing. So, um, so yeah, I, and actually, sorry, Chadzi, I know you hate the head to head, mate, but uh, the head to head is overwhelmingly in our favour all time. We've won sixty, and they only lost thirty eight. So, you know, cracking cracking record. We've not lost for the to them away in the Premier League since nineteen ninety two. So. It can't be relevant. I mean, granted, <laughs> granted, we didn't play them between 1999 and 2016, but but nonetheless, nonetheless, you know, we're clinging on to straws. We'll grab any, we'll, we'll grab anything. In AJ, recent, when, did we, when did we last lose them in the Premier League? Last lost them in '94, but away from home in '92, mate. So I was yeah, there. I was I at mean, that '92. I was at that '92 game. You were both there. Well, there no, you go. I was there. '94. Sorry, I was there '94 when. Um, me and Jugsy, I think Jugsy won't remember this because he's if I don't remember this, but he's far too young, but he was there as well. Uh, Les, Le, uh, was it Spink and Cole? Or Les Seeley? I think Spink and Cole, but Stuart Pierce scored a penalty. I remember that. And we lost 2 0, was it? I think Brian Roy scored as well. No point asking me, mate. I haven't done that. I haven't done that bit. Uh, oh, I forgot, I forgot Sam's not here. Is it only, lost, uh, only lost once in the last 14 games, uh, including in the championship, of course. Uh, and. Um, Unbeaten in the last four, winning three. So head to head wise, nailed on, absolutely nailed on. But as Chadzi says, that's all irrelevant, and uh, I'm, <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not confident. I, I mean, I think, um, I actually think Jugsy's shout of playing two up front is not, is not a bad shout. But I don't think Jared will do it just because he knows what a massive game it is, and he will go there to make sure, like he did against Leeds, and, and he pretty much said it himself. We came here to get a point. We came here not to lose. I think he'll do the same thing. So I think it will be a similar team in terms of shape. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he drops Watkins for Ings. I think, again, if you're going to play that way with one up, I think it's a mistake because Watkins is much better if you play with one up. Um, And I really hope, especially if Bailey is out, that we do see Buendia. But again, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't. Uh, I think Jugsy's right to call out. Louise, uh, what what I find a bit mad um, about Gerard is he, you know, he's professed a view to want to play a possession, uh, a possession based game, uh, 
when he's able to do that. But when he's had all of his options available, he has continued to not choose Luis Buendia uh, this season when, when everyone's available. And they are our, probably our two best players in possession. So, I don't, that, again, that's one of those things where he says something and then I don't understand. But obviously with who we've got available, I think Luis uh, obviously will play as a six. Um, I don't think he'll change the midfield three at all, actually. Um and uh, so, yeah, it's a question of if Bailey's not fit, who comes in? And as Carl's touched on the back four, um, do I think we'll win? I think if we win, it'll be a scrappy 1-0, just like Southampton was and like the Leeds game should have been if we'd taken our, if Hopkins had taken at least one yeah. of his chances. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go positive in the in the theme of the 100th uh, pod and I'll go, yeah, we're going to win 1-0. But it'd be a shit game, Good. so not 100 yeah. percent positive. Sorry, that's basically what I was saying. I think, to be honest, yeah, um, I, I agree. Let's move on then. Let's uh, let's go move on to the quiz. Uh, quiz time. Quiz time, and uh, interspersed with the quiz, I think we'll just just talk about some of our favourite memories as well. Um, uh, of the so, park, or just at, no, just at no, random, just at random, or no, are you no, going to no, cue, no. cue us when to do that? No, no. no we'll talk. We'll talk about you know. Obviously, so we started the pod. The first the first game that we actually ever reviewed was this. Sheffield United game. Um, I don't know if you remember Jugsy and Chads when Emmy Martinez making his debut saved the pen and Ezra Ponza scored a goal uh, to to win it. Um, and that was our first first ever pod. And since then, obviously we've we've seen a great a, that was a great pretty much most of that was a great season. Obviously the Liverpool game, Arsenal away, <clears throat> uh, Youth Cup final. Um, then obviously last season was a bit of a <laughs> shocking one, uh, and then this season again. Not great. So it's been it's been an up and down, or well, up and then down all the way, I suppose. More like a inverted V. But let's look at some of the some of the key stats and key things that have happened over that period. And I'm going to use that as the quiz. There's also a little bit of a guess who round as well. So what I'm going to do is ask each question, each team a question. Um, there's 15 questions. I thought you said um, 20 earlier. Wait, there's 15 questions, okay. uh, uh, and then the guess who round there's five. Okay. Uh, where the names scrambled, you have to guess the names, and the first team to shout out the name gets the point for that one. But this one, I'll go to direct. Have we got team names yet? Because I don't know. I said Chadzi, Chadzi, Jugsy, Alan McInally. <laughs> Chadzi, Jugsy, Alan McInally. Right. Okay. I, I can create that. No worries. And then your your team, AJ. AJ, come up with a name, yeah. No, Carl. Hey, mate. Come on, come on, come on! You're normally you're normally Last good at this. Us, so we're one nil up. That could be the tiebreaker. Would you call us sounds twenty-seven nil? Yes, good. Yeah, good. Pod historic what pod you reference. Call it, what are you calling yourself? Twenty-seven nil. Twenty-seven nil. Are you pretending not to hear us? Right. Right, I'm confused. I can hear you. So twenty-seven you're nil. Out, you're breaking up there a little bit. We're going to win right. the we're going to so, win the quiz twenty-seven nil as well, even though there's only twenty questions. That's the prediction. All right, there we go. There we go. Look, Chazzy, Jugsy, and Alan McInerney versus twenty-seven nil. Look at that magic. I'm so good at this streams thing. Streams, right, right. mate. You're, you're smashing it. You are smashing it on this yeah. thing. We have to do right, it every week let's now. Start then. Who, who wants to go first? Don't you? Oh, haven't you? Aren't oh, you tossing maybe. a coin? Ah, uh, sorry. Who? Yeah, I'll toss a coin. Oh shit! I did have a, I did have a coin actually. Where's it gone? Ah, oh, it's gone. Uh, Jugsy, which hand? Yeah. Left hand. Left. No. 
Do we want to go first or second, mate? Oh, we'll go first. Or do, we, or do we want to change ends? Can we change ends? Yeah, yeah we'll change. <laughs> no, we'll go, let's go first. We'll make them, we'll make them shoot against, yeah, away in second half. We'll right. go first, okay. Since the pod's... Since so hang on, hang on, started. hang on a second. How's this working? So we're not we're I mean, ask you as individuals, yeah? Yeah, individuals, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to ask you... Right. Do you know, guys, I mean, can I just say, as the questions. stats man, how's it, how's it going to work with 15 in the first round 16. with two sorry, teams sorry, six, and five, five in the second six, round? Doesn't add up, 16, mate. 16 questions and then uh, five in the next round, sorry. I got that still doesn't add up. Uh, How are you going to split five into two? No, 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 no. 16 is... Uh, Oh, no, because we're all guessing at the same time. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, good. I've got it now. Yeah, let's go, yeah. let's go. Ooh, right. I'd hate to watch fucking Tipping Point with you, AJ. Jesus Christ, let him... <laughs> let him Mate, you have, you have watched Tipping Point I with have. me several times, as I referred to in your best man speech at the weekend. Oh, yeah, shit. Congratulations, Carl. We've been, we've been so serious about the pod, we haven't even talked about food. Weddings, anything. Yeah, we were going to talk about Space Raiders, mate. You specifically tweeted about that earlier in the week. We are. The fans will be disappointed. I'm Let's excited just... about the quiz now. Ignore Let's do the quiz. Let's do the quiz. Come on. This is the real quiz. This is the real quiz. Let's do the quiz. All right. Amy Martinez has, has uh, made the most appearances and played the most minutes since the pod started. Who has the most minutes after Amy Martinez? I reckon Matt Cash. You want to confirm? That's what I was thinking. Well, Matt, um, Matt, Matt Cash played all but 37 minutes last season, but then he has had injuries since then. Yeah, and what about the season before that? I think it might be Mings. It could be Mings. McGinn. McGinn. McGinn's also a good shout. Wh- who should we go for? I don't th- I'm ruling out Cash. Are you? I am, yeah. You no Cash. Out- you no catch out. card only. I'm going to have to hurry up here, guys. I'm going to have to go Mings. Mings. Tara Mings. Incorrect. Ah. Oh, John McGinn with 7,096 oh. minutes. I'm afraid. Mings, yeah. Mings was close. Mings was actually second. Uh, Third. Followed, close, followed closely by Ollie Watkins. Mate, cash oh, four. Watkins. Didn't even discuss Watkins. That's a good yeah. shout. But oh well. Right, Chadzi and Jugs. Uh, since the pod started, Ollie Watkins has scored the most goals for Aston Villa. Obviously, who is next in line there? Who scored the most goals after Ollie Watkins? Ooh. What do you reckon, Chads? Is it one of the wingers from the season before? Al Ghazi got, got ten last season, didn't it? Well, the season before. You didn't get much last season. Two or three, didn't they? Mm. Um, I think it's got to be Al-Ghazi. It's not going to be any midfielders, is it? No one's no. scored. Ramsey, nah. It's got to be someone like Al-Ghazi. How many, how many did Ings get last season? Like, it's eight. No. Right, Al-Ghazi? Al-Ghazi? Yeah, Al-Ghazi. Correct. With 11 yeah, goals. correct. I would have gone Al-Ghazi. It's a good shout. Well done, lads. Yeah, that was our question. Uh, the beginning, the fucking first one. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, it could it could have been. We just chose wrong after the toss. Yeah. AJ Carl, XG time. Your favourite stat. Oh, oh, here we go. AJ, we live in this. So since we uh, since we started the pod, obviously I don't know why I keep saying that because obviously that is the time period we're looking yeah. at. Yeah. What? Who? Which game? Or which game? Which team have we played against that we've got the highest XG? 
Uh, hang on, oh, in a single game, I was going to say single game or cumulative. Yeah. Uh, Palace has got to be up there, the one where we smashed them at home. Uh, there was a Leeds one where we got a lot of XG as well. So uh, this is obviously for us, not not against. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, also there's the Liverpool game, but there's a lot of deflections in that. Yeah, the XG I... was the XG that high. I reckon. Yeah, that, I, I recall it being between like three and four. I think it's the still XG. quite high. It is, isn't it? I've got fifteen minutes. I don't know. What do you think, mate? Is it? It's out of Liverpool. I'm going to go. It's between Liverpool and Palace. What do you reckon? Would you want me to choose? Yeah, you choose. Liverpool. Final answer. Yeah. yeah. Ah, it's Palace. Ah, 4.58. Did we really? Yeah. What's your, which yeah. one are you using, mate? Which one are you using? Uh, the three nil. Yeah, the three nil. Yeah, three Boxing Day. Uh, it was uh, it was actually the same on two two sites. I can't remember. One was yeah. uh, F, I think it might it's always low, it's always lower on FB, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's tough. I thought you were gonna go for it. I thought you were gonna get the right I one. Done. I shouldn't have asked Carl, I should have trusted my own stats knowledge. But there you go. I'm having a nightmare right. with my jumper now. Bro. Yeah, I can hear one nil so far, then you boys. Uh, 23rd of May 2021 saw the return of Villa fans during the lockdown season. Obviously, you both were there for that game. Villa versus Chelsea, uh, a, a, a victory. Uh, Jack Reddish's last game. What was the attendance on that day? Oh. It's a nice round number. Oh, that's a clue. Yeah, we didn't get any clues. <laughs> I mean, they haven't got to get... They've got to get... To, to be fair, he did, he did win yeah. when we said Liverpool. <laughs> so we probably should have changed yeah. their answer on that one. Chance, would you, you want us like... to tell you the exact attendance of the match? Yeah, you, bo- you boys were there. So, you boys were there. <laughs> and this is a tough one, to be fair. This is not... It's not it's not that tough because was it, um, did they restrict it? Was it like fifteen or sixteen or something they restricted it to? Was it? Oh yeah. Mm. Um, no more clues. I think it was fifteen jokes because they only had the whole tens like a third full. Yeah. And for some reason, eighteen's come to mind. Uh, might, might might be more, mate. What are you thinking? Eighteen. You make the call, Chaz. You make it. Seventeen thousand. Sorry, what'd you say? Missed that. Seventeen thousand. Uh, sorry, boys. It was actually ten thousand. Yeah, I thought ten. I thought ten was the limit. Jeez. I thought you guys might know because it was ten thousand for every game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought oh, it was yeah, on yeah. forty thousand. I, I was, I was right. way out. I, I forgot so, about the restrictions. I'm surprised at how badly this is going, by the way. Uh, tough question. I'm not, tough I'm not question. surprised at all. Oh, Chaz is right. gone. It's gone that bad. Chaz, Chaz is gone. Chaz, where are you gone? Come back. Oh, he is. He's yeah. back. Right. To the nearest 10 million, <coughs> what has been Aston Villa's net spend since the pod started? Since the pod according, started? According to transfermarket.com. To the nearest what? 10, 10 million. I think it was 10 million. Who have we bought in that time? Grealish has gone in that time. 
So that's yeah. going to put a big dent in the net spend. 20, 20 for Chuck Wemeka as well. So 20, yeah. 20 in our coffers. Let's... What's a few of them? Yeah. You know, what do we get? 17 mil for target? 15 mil for target? Yeah, something like that. Okay. So... And then the others are like threes and fours. So say we've brought, in, we've brought in 140. We've spent wow. 30, million, 30 million on Mings. Mm. 27 on Oh, whoa, whoa, Dean. whoa, whoa. Hang on. Hang on, hang on. Yeah. Since the pod first started. Ings, in sorry, Ings, night. I meant. Ings. Oh, Ings, okay. Uh, not Mings. Yeah. Ings, 30 million. 27 million on Dean. 30 million. million was it? Yeah, 38. 38. Um, who else we bought? Coutinho, 17 mil. Yeah. Um, Carlos, 30 mil. Yeah. Right. I, 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 I bet you had these up. <laughs> yeah. Huh? I Has anyone got Has anyone been asking <laughs> them up? Right. Should we just. Let's, let's... Oh, I think it's about 50, 40 or 50 mil. I reckon? was going to go for 50 mil. Should we go 50 mil then? Yeah, 50 mil. Gotta be higher. It's way higher. Way Is way it? Higher. Yeah, it's, it's the actual The actual amount. Watkins, we bought for 30 mil. Oh, shit. There's oh, Watkins since we started Watkins, as well. Watkins, Watkins, Martinez, Cash. Oh, see? It's that season. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about since we started the pod. That's the problem, mate. We're not thinking about so that original. Cool. We're not th- we're not thinking about Top Boy Summer House. We're just thinking about the the new school. The actual amount was 116 million, roughly. Million. So I would, I, would taken, I would have taken 110 or 120, to be honest. I was taking. Yeah, I know how a 10 million pound difference works, mate. But thanks. The same. Uh, right. Next next question. Right. This, I'm going to give you a choice of three because this is a a bit of a difficult one. Since the pod started, what is the highest? Don't worry, you'll get you'll get easy ones as well. Since the pod started, what's the highest ranked episode that we've had in terms of listens and downloads? Not including the Dwight York. Uh, Ah, yeah, okay. That that is that's that was a video. Um, This is a video. Yeah, this is a video. Do you think this will beat Dwight York? No, not with about twelve people watching. I don't think so. Uh, so the three the three choices are when Gerard was hired, when Dean Smith was sacked, or the transfer roundup show that me and AJ did when we just sold Jack Grealish and Danny Ings to sign. Smith or the transfer one, isn't it, Jokes? Yeah, probably. Unless unless Gerard had a load of Liverpool and Rangers fans listening. Like randomly, I don't know. What do you think? You answer, mate. I don't know. Is it? I've got a feeling it's the uh, Grealish one where AJ and Armar. I think it's quite a good pod from memory. Um, yeah, I'm going for that. The Grealish transfer Ings one. Going for Final that. answer. Final yeah. answer. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, it was very. It was very. I knew. I knew that one because you told me before. So well, unless we'd beat, unless we'd beaten it since, but I knew at the time it was the biggest one. Traumatic, traumatic episode it was, mate, as well. Emotional, tough. Tough. And I think we we even had a small bit from Chadzy coming as well. I think we pre-recorded. Yeah, he's yeah, a little Chadzy voice note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a little Chadzy voice note as well. Right, this is uh, two nil at the moment, boys. Carl and AJ, you need to get get back to this one. Struggling, right? 
Boys, what is the highest we've been placed on the UK football podcast charts? UK football podcast charts. Sorry? The UK football podcast charts. Yeah, it's it's just Apple. It's just Apple, basically, but the charts. And I've I've posted this a few times on on Twitter. I I seem to recall... I mean, I'm thinking something silly, but... How silly? I've, like, I've got literally no idea. Like the, silliest, no idea. the silliest it could be. But I'm feeling like, because Omar was bragging about it so much. No, we've like, not been number one, but I don't think we've been number one. But I reckon we could have been top four. I reckon he could have gone. He'd have bragged about that. Champions well, League. Well, pick, pick a number then. Fourth. But I've got no idea. It's pure guess. Well, okay. Fourth will be our answer, but I think it might be third. Oh, okay. Fourth. Final answer. What are you, you going to go for? Sorry? Fourth. Fourth. It's third. I'll, I'll never hear the end of it. <laughs> it's third. Keep <laughs> <laughs> listening to Carl, AJ. Oh, Do you know God. what, mate? We've we've been so close on all of them. Like Apart from the transfer one. Let me just say, if, if I was playing on my own, I'd no. be a 2-2 two, two draw so far. No, because I would have got I would have got Palace. You went. You went Liverpool. So that I was your. I'd have McGinn and third. So that's two. For yeah, me. that's I'm true. Anyway, that's true. Right. But I'd have, I'd have one. Right, uh, Chaddy and Jugs to the nearest five. What's the total amount of goals we've scored in the Premier League since the pod started? Ooh. Great question. So, two seasons, eight Four. games. 40, 80, 6, 86, 90. Between 90 and 100 would be my guess, Yeah, you, you guess this one then, Chad. You go for it. It felt a bit well, like he was remembering every goal then. <laughs> yeah, he was computing it. Yeah. It's 84 games, isn't it? And it's not... It's not that much better than a goal a game, I don't think. It's got to be a probably bit better. A bit more than that. Yeah, it's probably like 1.2, something like that. Is it 1.3? Maybe a bit higher. One and a half? What have you been watching? 100. Does it mean, remember the 7 0, 7 2, and all that? Remember? Exactly. Don't stop giving him clues. He said 100 now. That's it. Seven, That's his answer. 7 0. 7 2, sorry. Um, wait, what, what did you say, sorry? What was your final answer? Said 100. No, he didn't. He's at 100. This is outrageous. He said 100. And then you tried to talk him up higher. I I, I generally didn't. You bloody did. You'd you'd get Adil Ray on me. You'd never get this with him. Fine, all right. I'll take 100 as the the final answer. No, no, no. (laughs) Give him 110 now. Chad, what do you want it to be? Yeah, whatever you want, Chad. Whatever you want. We're going to lose anyway. It doesn't matter. 108. (laughs) <laughs> it's 113 <laughs> the... oh, oh so yeah if he'd gone with 100 if you hadn't given him a some obvious I, bias I, going I, on I, it's I, outrageous I, I, I generally didn't hear 100 I, I sure you. yeah just one your yeah your old your old three, mate. come on right Aston Villa Youth Cup final we yep. we beat Chelsea can you name either the scoreline or one of the scorers? Why am I talking back to myself? 
Well, uh, Brad Young scored one of them, Brad didn't he? Young scored, yeah. So we'll take him. Yeah, we'll take him as a scorer. I'm pretty sure he scored a goal. Well done, Brad Young. Yeah, yep. thanks. The score was two one, and Ben Crisson and Brad Young scored. Yeah, yeah. Right, you're on the you're on the mark. Three one. Yes, we're off the we're, we're on a roll. Right, Jugsy and Chads. I'm glad these questions worked out, by the way, because uh, <laughs> I actually I've made questions for each of you. And this is it's actually worked out fine. You'll see what I mean in a minute. Thanks. What in what Indian snack did Carl use as a nickname for Jack Grealish following his transfer to Man City? Wasn't it Pop Adoptions or something? Chads? Rings a bell. It's bell. Quite partial. Yeah. yeah, Pop Adoptions. Let's go for it. That's the only thing I can remember. Correct. Spot on. Yeah. I'll well take you back. I love him. <laughs> Right, I mean, I love I love poppadums, so it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what team beginning with W did Chadzi say we were one goal away from playing in the championship following our 7-2 win against Liverpool? Clue. They are based in the home counties. Fuck me. You can't oh, tell no. them the team. But the, yeah. Oh. I, I don't really know where the home counties are, so that doesn't help me as a clue. Oh. A Wickham in the home counties? I was going to say Wickham anyway. But there's a team. So was I. Movie. That's what I thought. So we'll just go for that. Yeah. I don't know Wickham, Wickham, Wonder, Wickham Wanderers, <laughs> final answer. Correct. Yeah. Oh, Mark, that is, that is one hey, of the boys. worst teams. Which off. team based in Wickham? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Piss off, Chads. He let, he let you give four answers yeah. to that goal yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. named Wanderers. Calm down. Yeah. Calm down. Right. Jugsy and Chads. Chadzi, you should probably know this one. You were involved in this video. The Dwight York video, our famous interview. Famous is pushing it a bit. Famous interview. It's famous for us. How many views have we had on that video? To the Don't nearest one. To the nearest, uh, I would say to the nearest thousand. Nearest thousand. That's right. Sorry. Oh, nearest, like nearest, nearest, nearest hundred. Sorry. Nearest hundred. Ah, it's more like it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Apologies. I've got no idea. Not, not wouldn't know where to start. Jugs. Mm. How many times have you watched it, Jugs? Twice. I probably think. Uh, doesn't doesn't help you then. No. <laughs> I've got a clear chance. To be honest, should we say? Will of fans, Dwight York. 20,000 views? Was that too much? I reckon Dwight York's watched it about 15,000 times. I think, I think, yeah. Dwight, York, I think Dwight York expected 20,000 views. 18,000, Dwight York. Um, let's go lower, Chads. Let's go. Let's go lower after that massive clue from Omar. Yeah. <laughs> 7,100. 7, final answer? Yeah. yeah. Incorrect. 3,300. Oh, it was even lower. Was, Pathetic. Pathetic. We are a, we're a joke. We're, we're a joke. Get one of our greatest ever players on the podcast today. Still only 3,000 people. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Absolute shambles. In the same vein, AJ and Carl, Dwight York named two other defenders that gave him a tough time other than Colin Hendry. Can you name one of them? Who would he have played against at that time? Who would have been giving him a tough time? Um, Man U defenders. Pallister, Bruce. 
suppose Tony Adams. Tony Keown, Adams Keown. is a good shout. Oh, yeah. Keown. I'll choose over Adams or Keown. Keown always gives gay people a hard time, didn't they? He always gives you a hard time. Just everyone, everyone always gives Yeah. I thought you said gay people. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I thought he said as well. <laughs> no. no. Gave, gave people, that's what he said. I, I genuinely thought, I was like, what? That's not right. Um, do you, yeah, do you want to go? Yeah. Go Keown, mate. Go on. Go you, on. You, you Mike Keown. No, Des Walker or Stuart Pierce, I would have taken. Uh, uh, Forest. Obviously, you weren't one of the three thousand three hundred people to watch the video. So. I have, I have watched it. It was just oh, a long yeah, time I've ago. Yeah. Right. Uh, just wasn't revising. Yeah. Okay. Two questions left, and then obviously we've got the the final round coming up. We'll put it back in a quick fire round, mate. Yeah. It's fine. Chadzy Jugs, how many <laughs> how many YouTube subscribers do we have? Oh. I'm not going to actually, I was going to give you a clue. I'm not going to give you a clue. Don't, no clues. You're giving them enough clues. They're already beating us 8-1. <laughs> it's 4 two. It's 4 two. Oh, Is I it? Think, oh, that's better than I thought. I think it's in the hundreds, Chad. like... Yeah, I don't know. You, you throw a number out. Let's go... Three fifty. A oh, bad guess, 270. Oh, yeah, not bad. We've, we've only ever really done one video, one video was, on YouTube. What was the error margin of error there? You yeah. didn't too it. much. I didn't too much. I was, I was, it, nearest 50 would have been fine. Um, right, last question, Carl and AJ. Yeah, without looking at, don't do not look well, at your they phones. Went first, don't yeah, don't look at what? Don't look at your phones without oh. looking at your phones. How many Twitter followers do we have? Um. It's, I think, I think it's in the, I think it's about 1,500-ish. What, what's the margin yeah. of error? 100, 100. 100. It's 100. I say, well, I think, that. let's, I think about, let's go 1,300. Oh. What, what number's in your head? Why, why don't we go, f- well, about 1,100 is in my head, uh, but let's go, four, see, let's go 14. Because yeah, I said thirteen, you said let's go fourteen hundred. Fourteen hundred. You underestimate us. Oh, what is it? Two two thousand seventy-five. Wow. Oh, wow! I do underestimate us. Oh, I was glad to get that wrong then. Yeah, delighted with that. I'm not really. I want to win the quiz, but right. Uh, we wait for Jugs. Jugs is Jugs is gone. Don't wait. Carry on. Oh, if he's not wait. here, <laughs> let's get on with it. He's got he's got oh, charges right. Right. Come on, Jugsy. I'm hoping this works. So. Um, On. Right. Didn't we get one question more? I mean, it's fine because they're beating us anyway. But yeah, it's fine. We started. We started, and we also had the last question to that. Yeah, that I mean, part, but it's no. fine. I we think need, that's what we you need. were talking about at the beginning, where you said there was an extra. Right, question right, on. boys, you ready? Yeah. So What's gonna I mean, um, you're going to get this. No, no, this is this is it now. It's we've had eight each. I, mean, I thought they started first. Yeah, uh, yeah. Doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter. You're, You're winning anyway. <laughs> You're winning anyway. Doesn't matter. Let's just crack on. Everyone's lost interest now already. Let's yeah. just crack on. Let's get it done. Let's get it done and go home. It's already late. Come on. I don't know how that's work. I've done sixteen questions. So I've no idea why that's, how that's happened. But anyway, because you can't uh, count, mate. Yeah, probably. Um, 
So there's going to be a Villa Villa player who's played in the period that we've the pod's been on. Their name's going to be scrambled, and scramble it, figure out who it is. Simple as that. Shout it out as soon as you know. Jesus Christ! I'm fucking countdown. You love countdown, mate. So it's Colin Murray doing it. You got to shout the name or the team name. Uh, the the, the player player name. If you, if so they're all Villa players, right? All Villa so players. the team, as in, our, the team, as in our team, so we can. Yeah, uh, the teams. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I've got you. Yeah. Oh, so are we? Yeah, are we buzzing yeah, in? Don't shout! Don't shout! Aston Villa. Game. That's always. Is it coming up? Why isn't it coming yeah. up? Yeah, there up. we go. Go, Danny Ings. Yeah. Correct. Nice, Sandy Jin. Oh, we're just shouting out the name, yeah. Is yeah, that is that his um is that Danny Ing's drag name? As well? Yeah, yeah. You ready? Yeah. yeah. Oh, everyone's shouting it, aren't they? Everyone, all the. Run a mare with this one. Two Bs. Oh, Jacob Ramsey. Ah, no, it's not. That's not got all those letters in. Oh shit! No, I'll give you. I'll give you five more seconds. What? Clue: Spanish superstar. Three, two, hotter, hotter. one. What? Borgia, Next question. Oh, next slide even. Matty Cash. Correct. Jerksy, oh, it's 5 3. This is getting. Oh, sweaty. mate, we're in trouble here. Come on. Two more. Two more left. We need two more to have a chance. It's going quiet. I've just realised for the audio people who are going to listen to this, they have no clue what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, just. Four confused blokes. It says it says Skylar Bros in this one, by the way, just for those people who are listening on. It's going to be fascinating for them, lot. <laughs> uh, AJ, are you much. playing? Yeah, I'm trying, Five. mate. That's a clue. He was on loan. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. AJ Carr. Ross Barkley. Um, oh. You're out of it, last, man. Can't win. Last oh, no. one. Last, last, last goal wins. Last goal Consolation. Wins. Consolation. Tony was it Tony Grimson? Grim- was it Tony, Tony Grimson? Grimson? <laughs> Tony Grimson. Uh... It's almost like they're not even words anymore. Oh no, I can't. Do that. It's just ridiculous. Tolo Mings. Yeah. yeah. Come on. One more. One more song. One more song. <laughs> I'm out of questions. So well done, guys. Oh, well. That it was, was close in the end. 5 4. Yeah. What a game. 5 4. Wow. Really good. What game. a game. It was 5 Fair 2. Play. Five, two, one, Fair two, play two. to anyone who has listened to this nonsense all the way to the end. Just remember that in the 200th uh, anniversary, <laughs> the question's going to be, what was the score in this quiz? Just remember. <laughs> just remember. Yeah. That. Yeah. Five, all right. Well done, boys. Thank you for your time. 100 Absolute pleasure. 100 up. Thank you very much.
up the podcast podcast. thank you all for listening please subscribe and follow on whatever platform you're on follow our youtube channel i'd say follow our youtube channel but don't because we hardly ever post anything on uh but yeah follow us on twitter at villa podcast or one word and apart from that thank you boys thank you for listening and thank you for watching up the villa I love it. Manu bahut changa lagda.